0: (laughs) Welcome to the fucking Glidecast. Hannah Lee Hoffman is over there, and I was wanting her to do an Interrupting Hannah joke. Like, knock knock, who's there? (laughs) She wouldn't, so that just happened. Uh, My name is Natalie Marie. I'm really glad to be here. And this is Interrupting Moo. Moo Boo over there. Hi, I'm happy to be here too. Yeah. Um, We were just celebrating both just came back from some pretty big uh nourishing experiences of creative retreat in different ways i went to a the red river gorge um very naturey thing and she went hannah where'd you go i
1: went to this beautiful creek spot where my friend lives and i felt i'd felt it in the past as like whoa this is like a creative portal i need to go back and then went back and it just became this Incredible women's
0: circle weekend kind of feeling, oh my God, and mm-hmm. still drooling I love when you just like lean in the direction and something feels bright and you kind of just stay loose and goosey and open about it, and then it becomes the form of like what you were really needing or wanting um, i you know i I did the same thing, just kind of leaning in the direction of like going and adventuring, and it became deeply spiritual really connective like very daring and put me in like it broke I'm changing careers like it was very impactful but it wasn't I wasn't thinking that I was just like I'm gonna go jump off a cliff and run up and down mountains for a little bit and and it 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 became that that opened a portal yeah it's almost kind
1: of like how people use the word transcendence except it's not about disconnecting or removing, but actually going in deeper and stepping in more fully.
0: Yeah, and it's also just fun, like, I don't know, there was like this, I was listening to this DJ once talk about how uh, you can't just go get God. Like, you can go get Milk and the latest Beatles album. I think this was from the 1920s, 62s or something (laughs) when he was talking, but, you know, like, sometimes... Sometimes... A functional relationship with spirit is is can feel ethereal um, to to have traction in your relationship with spirit, and so sometimes these creative retreats we might say we're going for a certain reason, but the joyfulness that we have and the looseness that with which we engage them opens up the opportunity for the spirit to talk and for us to actually hear it, and so it becomes transcendent or or can feel a little revolutionary or paradigm changing because what you're hearing is your nextness yeah um because yeah there was this
1: moment where i went and i was like i'm going to work on this very particular project that's what i'm doing and Mm -hmm. then there was a moment where the project just kind of like momentarily broke or my progress on it was all erased and i I could have let that sink the ship of the experience, but instead I just reap
0: battleship down. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Like I'm a failure. Instead, I just sank my battleship life, (laughs) but I, it was so easy to actually just reach deeper into what was really around me, which were these deep, dear friends and just being so present with Mm -hmm. them. And that actually became the magic and the most beautiful experience that I've like, ever had. It was just so fun.
0: Oh. Speaking of, like, most beautiful magical experiences you've ever had, how many times have you cheated at Battleship? Mm.
1: I can't remember cheating on Battleship, but I probably did okay, as a kid. so zero? Yeah, I want to say Maybe zero not. in my memory. Okay. I might have blocked it out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Why? How many times have you cheated at Battleship, Natalie? I think,
0: um... It's a great question. Thanks for asking me that. Um, I... Before I got... Before I got a functional relationship with intuitive energy and, you know, spirit and stuff, always, always Mm. fucking cheated. Mm -hmm. Afterwards no need yeah I just I just listen on the wavelengths and I just like boom you're use fucking down God to kill people's battleships so mm. um so that's a different kind of cheating maybe I don't know no, but, no um, it's not it's just like showing up with all your resources and that makes you a powerhouse I can feel I can feel where there's something and where there isn't and and I, I listen you I use the energy to um to be an asshole in games. I feel great about yeah. that. I should start playing. Is it, I should go gamble. I have, I, I have gone gambling with that. Anyways, move on. Go. Is what? it cheating
1: in Goldfish when you're playing with a kid who can't hold their cards and just lays them all out in front of them and you're like, Do you have any twos? And they're like, hmm, Let me check. <laughs> I don't know if that's cheating. Yes, I mean, it is. That is cheating. <laughs> should mean. help them build a wall around their giant pile yeah. of cards on the floor. Yeah.
0: Or like in China where they have like paper walls and stuff and they develop all these ways to like avert their eyes or like listen to flowers growing instead of the friends that your friends fucking in the paper room next door. It'd be cool to like know. make
1: like Braille cards and then to play with blindfolds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. I had a game of playing Goldfish the other day where we <laughs> We had the cards face out to other people and if someone so someone would ask you if you had twos but they couldn't look at your cards face out another player had to but they couldn't say any they had to give you the af- affirmative but using only facial gestures about whether or not you had the cards when was looking at it was so long and weird and we didn't understand the rules we were playing with but like it was awesome and really engaging and let's be honest goldfish can dry up really fast as an engaging game. Yeah. It's gotta spice the it dynamics up. Dynamics are real Yeah, spice it up and make it impossible to win. You know, then you're it's like um <laughs> when when I went tubing when we went tubing for Setha's thing, I I was gonna go down without any tube and then I decided then my friend Becca who has a tiny tube was like just hop in. And then we went down the fucking rapids on a tube made for a like a bird, tiny tiny creature and it's two women with huge butts and it was the funnest time ever because it, it it called more of me to the situation and I was so wildly engaged and I realized how bored I am by normal tubing where it's like, oh, where's my cocktail? And I'm like, God, <laughs> I'm so bored. I want to be in the river. I haven't been like smashed against rocks in like ever and now, so anyway, we're digressing. No, no we're I think that, right, that so, really
1: leads into our, our topic of the day, which is steering and how to Use that sense of what feels more
0: fun or exciting to lean into. Engaging. Yeah. yeah. And you have to be engaged with your now to steer. Yes. Uh, actively. So you have to be engaged. So whatever helps you stay interested or truly engaged, whatever it is. And, and I think that deepening the game dynamics is a wonderful way to stay more engaged. A lot of people yeah. are like, let's make this I mean, more comfortable. I mean, people you
1: can th- steer from like... Fear or the past or whatever but they're not going to steer well you know I, I think for sure we're talking about how to steer like a
0: boss that's heading right towards super great experiences so today's episode is uh, a rampage into this one moment and it's the metaphor Uh, is that you're in a car and you've become really really distracted and you're like lightly steering but you're really not paying attention the car's sort of all over the place you're not sure if you've taken the right turn or not you're really not even clear if you're heading in the right direction you're having a growing sense of anxiety that you're not in proper relationship to your true your true destination and then the, sh- the thing we're focusing on is the moment when you become aware of that and you realize that you are actually the creator of your own experience, your own reality system. And if you're not steering, no one is. You're just going to be reactive to the whims of whatever. And you realize that and you start to re-anchor in that deliberateness and you grab the wheel, you straighten yourself in the seat, you cast your gaze out and you start to actively engage Okay, what landmarks am I seeing? Where am I actually going? What and you and so it the metaphor is doing that at a metaphysical level, at a at a at a energetic level. So we're gonna rampage on that shift from being un, an unintentional, unconscious, sort of necessarily anxious because if you're in a reality where you create it and you're not doing it on purpose it'll make you fucking anxious and then shifting into remembering i'm steering i need to steer well i need to steer deliberately i need to make fucking sure i'm steering towards what what i really want we're gonna we're gonna focus on today's deep drop is that micro shift hannah lee hoffman take it the fuck away Whoa. S
1: is for soundtrack. For me, a lot of my way of steering is like putting on some literal music that has the energy of what I'm wanting to feel and create. Last night, driving Mm -hmm. home from my long trip, I was starting to get tired, and my friend co-pilot, was like you want some music and I was like yeah and she put it on and we were all of a sudden awake and I arrived home just like the energizer bunny just like hi I'm so happy I'm so full of life and energy and putting on that good music that had the feels that I wanted to feel
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and that necessary like I love using music that way because it helps you Unanchor, like pull up your anchor from being connected to the energy of dissonance or this is going in the wrong direction and it starts to, it woos you, like the seductiveness of the symphony and the seductiveness of the composition and how it feels and the emotions it elicits and also like that beautiful sort of piece where the the spiritual teacher Seth says that the cells speak to each other in a language of music and so when we when we um, use music to woo our better nature into engagement with the now, um, there's a, a cascade of various multiphonic harmonies that are super delicious to feel them clicking into place. Like coming from dissonance into harmony is such an exquisitely pleasure, pleasurable, pleasurable, pleasure. What is the fucking end of that word? Pleasure basket. Pleasure cornucopia. Good. Pleasure the waterfall. End. Pleasure. Yeah. Pleasure. Yeah. I'm going to stop talking. No, I'm not. It's a podcast. I can't. I have to keep talking. <laughs> All right. Let's, sw- let's switch to the letter uh, after S, which is? Um, so my daughter, Lila, uh, brought this notion that gossip is now called tea, And she's like, spill the tea. And in our circle, we do positive gossip where something's super juicy and it's super fresh. And Mm. um, I like I like that angle on being able to re-anchor myself into like someone's positive, like if I'm trying to stop steering towards a shitty perspective I have about a person or a relationship, I like to think about their tea. Like where are they growing? What's the juicy changes that they're making? Or what are they manifesting? Or, you know, like my friend just got a $500 credit out of the blue. And and I was like, Ooh, that's juicy tea spill. Like that kind of like old school, like, Ooh, talk about how her hair looked dumb. Kind of gross feeling, but there's like a sexiness to like, I want to hear your yummy story. I want you to woo me to the place where life is really ripe and happening for you. And so I like thinking about the gossip of life and, 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 and how yummy it can feel to have people. And that's also really helpful to me in helping me make that micro shift is to get really interested and juicy about it. Like gossip has a juice to it. It's got like a, we gossip because it's, 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 it's fulfilling to our nature. And so when you twist it into its most positive form, it can, it can engage you, which is what we're talking about. You can't go from not steering to steering without engaging. And so if something feels juicy, that engagement becomes natural and inevitable and it'll carry you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I do that often by, if I'm thinking negatively about somebody and, you know, getting angry and having an argument in my head, I'll try to engage by imagining them as like the happiest version of them that I've ever seen and Mm. just holding that as my focus point whenever I think about them and as soon as I start thinking like a grumpy thought about them just switching into like oh my gosh they're squealing in the dance party with joy and their eyes Uh are so bright and I I'm so I feel so connected and loving and Really remembering like that, that that's really their true
0: self and the self that I want to activate and everybody has. Right. And that's you steering. That's you steering. Well, Mm -hmm. that's you putting the hands back on the steering wheel and saying, cool, somehow I had calibrated to encountering this version or this person's energy in this way. That was me being unconscious. Maybe you got going on some negative gossip, whatever you said, the arguments and then realizing, wait a minute, I steered here Mm -hmm. to this encounter with this person. I can steer differently. I would like to steer to where I can, you know, man, that's, that's like, I want to do a thousand podcasts there. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I I feel like that, that is really like literally a thousand episodes would probably get us warm about this, this illusion. People have such an illusion that they're helpless to change their relationships or their, or or what they're drawing out of other people in the world. Mm. And it's, it's just so juicy when they start to realize, oh, my, like like my middle daughter, Francesca, said this morning, she's like, wow, I just, I'm so often wrong when I'm saying that someone else is a bad person or not good enough. She's like, actually, I'm always wrong. Mm. That's so nice to know. She's like, it's nice to just know that. Like, I can just rest assured that when I'm feeling someone's a horrible being, I'm not seeing them. I am at some fundamental level not right And it's just—it is relaxing. It can kind of check your like little like self-righteous like bubble that you get going on, and just be like, "Wait a minute, Mm. I'm, I'm in vengeance or whatever." So I just uh, moving on. Uh, You are on you. Yeah. So I love the act of. Wait, can we just pause? You are on you. I am the you.
1: You are you. We are you are you.
0: It's so meta, right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right, we're gonna take it there with U-turn. I Woo! love the feeling. Well, I love the feeling of when I feel something that I really don't love, like um, kind of getting a sense or like an intuitive hit that I'm headed towards a reality of like. Um, recently, I my one of my dearest friends was in labor, and I felt myself on the reality of her her not making it through the labor and her having like some horrible catastrophic experience and I just was like I refuse that reality I will not that is not what I want I choose the reality of her having this miraculous perfect birth and everybody is well and we're celebrating together and yeah it's really fun to do that it's really fun because you know we really we get these like whiffs before any kind of energetic reality has really shaped that direction. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes we I can react by like wanting to confirm it and send a text message. Is this person okay? Like, ugh, and and that's actually feeding it and heading on that path. Whereas what I really love so much to do is to U-turn and be like, no fucking
0: way. I choose Mm -hmm. what I want to Mm -hmm. happen and it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so I'm going to end on kind of a deepening of what you just said, which is veering. Um, I was driving... We're so good uh, at driving words. We're so good. (laughs) We drive a lot. I drive badly with great joy, so they balance each other out, and I'm just a sexy presence on the road, but it's fun. Anyways, veering is... um, (laughs) I was driving a, a dear person to the hospital recently, and they were starting to be like, blah blah blah. Uh, the IV experience is going to be difficult, and blah blah blah. And this is trot. And I was like, okay, so you're what you're giving your attention to. You're heading towards. Do you want to head towards this? And this person is like, no. And it's like, what do you want to head towards? And they're like, oh, I draw in the best nurse. I have great veins. It goes really well. Like really got activated in it. And then you could tell there was a moment when she found it. She knew that she had re-anchored. And I think that's a really yummy distinction when you're veering at first. You won't. You can't just pick up an anchor and then all of a sudden throw it down. And it's immediately re-anchored. It takes a minute to find that sense of purchase, mm. that that sense of of hold. It's caught in the rocks well, and your boat's not going to go anywhere. You've anchored to where you where you where you need to be for the manifestation of what you want to land. And so they went on for a little bit, and then they were like, "Okay, yep, that's what." And then. And then they were talking about a sense of confusion about why they were going and what they wanted to experience and then and then it was like okay what do you want to see and then they painted this gorgeous picture and then they also were like but uh i don't know it's so hard and so we had to work a little bit for them to find the assumption and the clarity of like nope that is what I'm heading towards and then mm. they found this sense of relief of of exactly what you said and, and I think that's a really great technique is anchoring like just finding a future image where you're incidentally celebrating the shit out of what you want it isn't even like the moment of getting a lottery ticket or something nothing like that but just like you're just like si- like naturally in a day being like oh by the way like you, you said like anchoring yeah you're like at the that after of- party of it Yeah. You're at the after party or you're even just casually mentioning it and like, oh yeah, that happened. Right. Oh my God. I crushed that. Like you just really, you're so natural with it that you're in the energy of it already happened and it's so what you are and there's no doubt there's no trying. And then, so she, that person did that and they anchored to what they really wanted. And then we were driving home much later and they had crushed every single one of their things they anchored to. They were like, I've never had someone treat have IV be so easy and so well and so natural and so great and so loving and they were like a superhero and then they had anchored to this feeling of having all the clarity they needed understanding what they'd been struggling with and be feeling broken free into a whole new level of health and wellness blah 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 blah. and they just crushed it and it was an amazing they veered in the middle and the veering like just like you're coming out of a spin on the road you might still be slipping a little bit or it might take a minute until you're really settled in a straight Forward motion, and you want to really feel for that. So I just want to encourage you to um, feel for that sense of oh yeah, boom, and you'll feel it click. And it's different for every person. We all have different personality frameworks, different intentions around how we want to dance in this life. But your way of of having that traction happen will be something you fucking know. Like um, Hannah, you and I were singing with this amazing mountain woman. Um, Susan, um, who owns the coffee shop, if you're ever in Burnsville, North Carolina, go to Maples. It's the best; in the, it's the best round. But anyway, Susan, yes. we were doing, we were writing music, and I'd written this really complex line about you got to know, like you have this confidence and loyal, like whatever, really complex. And she like got pissed at me. She jumped out of her chair, slammed her hands on the desk, on the table in front of me, and was like, "No, you got to know, like you know, like you know, like you know." There's like, like a second mountain howling wolf goddess at my face and I was like okay no it's a better line no 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 you got that yeah you win on that one mm. but it's true you have to when you're re-anchoring you need to know that you have shifted and that you are now anchored to the truth of what you are and where you're really going and you've got to have have that kind of like gravitas and that spirit swag you got to activate it with that or or you you're going to waste your time trying to recover your senses as a deliberate creator. And you're going to actually be anchored to your doubt or your fear. You're going to manifest it. And it's going to fucking shake you in your power, in your empowerment around your ability to create a reality that you adore. Yeah. You, I just want to find too, you can know something and know that
1: that direction doesn't feel good. And then yeah, yeah. There is that kind of veering, wiggling, touching the the wall for the right kind of handhold. But yeah, once you find it, it's yes. this like it matches. You know, it sends a jolt. The frequency yeah. of your your joy and your celebration.
0: Yeah yeah and you'll know and then you just don't want to backslide let it go you did it you anchored that's your work Mm -hmm. and just like like neville goddard says relax into the expectation of the bridge of incidences that are going to make it happen and it will not come through you you do not fucking know how we don't the mind only knows how to do what it's already done Mm. and you're you're creating the new and you relaxing into that sexy creative stance is so fun and it's really For a lot of us, it's still very leading edge. You know, we're really used to like hammering shit into place with our our action and stuff. And that's just, uh, you know, ineffective and silly. Um, So. (laughs) I love how much we have to say today. I feel like we're so beautifully loquacious. We are beautifully loquacious. Like just, we are chronically beautifully loquacious. true. (laughs) Yeah. It's great that we do podcasts somewhere to shoot all that shit. Yeah, You're welcome. Beautiful listener. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So thank you for playing along with us. We, um, we love some of the uh, feedback from some miracle stories people are having. Apparently there's some really juicy things happening with people listening and it just gets them into such a relaxed state that clarity and miracles start happening. Mm. Um, And that's, that's fun to hear and to feel that certainly, I know uh, we took a break from making these. And when we took a break, I started really listening to them in earnest, especially on some like grumpy moments or whatever. And I'd be like, dang, I just, it was exactly as we had intended. It was a hot air balloon up, back up to that frequency where I am engaged with my now and I'm steering well and I'm steering joyfully. And so that's just fucking yummy.
1: Amen. Mm -hmm. Have fun steering,
0: y'all. Yeah. Vroom. (laughs) Right when I finished recording the podcast yesterday, I went upstairs and a person who was visiting for a song circle had just finished writing a little song. And it was about what the podcast I'd just done was about. And there was such a beautiful synchronicity that we decided to just play around with it for a minute enough to get a sample of a recording to share with you and this is my friend yaya who's a rapper but we decided to make it a song so enjoy this little this little taste of harmony and sort of an evidence of what what life can feel like when you make room make really deep room to follow your true urges